Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I give honor to the Trinity Godhead, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Father, thank you for another opportunity to minister your word. I ask that you open the understanding of the, the hearers' hearts. Give us to learn about love. Teach us how to love through your word and by your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. And I ask that you give me the grace to minister what you have given me. All this I ask in Jesus' name, and I thank you for it. Amen. Well, praise God, we have been talking about love. And why is all this important anyway? This is something that the Holy Ghost brought up to me over the past couple of months. Well, actually, way before that. Yet he's really been emphasizing this to me over the past couple of months, how important it is for the body of Christ to live and behave in love, to demonstrate love one towards another. And not just the body of Christ amongst our, ourselves, but to all mankind, all mankind. Yet, it begins with us. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter, 15 through 16, even though Jesus is talking about uh, the importance of the fivefold ministry here, but I'm just going to point out what it's talking about in regard to love. It says, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body joined and fitly knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So as we read this, the Lord is saying here that, that love is important for growth and development, for our maturity, because love helps us thrive. If you've ever paid attention to a child or a person that has not experienced love properly, they don't thrive as well. And it stunts their growth and development mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Praise God. So that's why it's important. Because that's how we thrive. We edify. And it talks about edifying itself in love. Edify means to build up. We build each other up in love. Praise God. I also need to say this, that we didn't become the way we are in a day, the way we learn to love or any behavior for that matter. It happened over time, day in and day out, year in and year out, that formed in our hearts and souls, how we are to love. And that's good or bad, but it happened over time. So that said, it's important to take time in meditating on the Word of God, how God says we're to love, and meditate daily or often, as often as we can, especially 
the word of God that applies to us on a personal level. And as I read these passages of scripture, this is how I've had to do in my own life. The Lord has showed me when I read his word to really think about that. And not just when I'm reading it, but throughout the day when it comes up. To just think about the words that I read and let it get into my heart. Anyway, it takes time, yet change will happen if we cooperate with his Holy Spirit and be a doer of the word. Amen. Praise God. I also mentioned that my Heavenly Father has been my example for love. In Ephesians, the fifth chapter, it reads, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. So I had to learn to imitate love based on how Father loved me in his patience, kindness, mercy, gentleness and so on, praise God. He also loved me based on his grace and knowledge of me. He knows my downsitting and my uprising, my strengths and weaknesses. He knows where I'm at and how far I can go in the different seasons in my life. Philippians 1 verses 9 and 10 says, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. You know, in order to avoid offense, the Lord has shown me that I must love people based on the knowledge of what I know about them, just like God loves us based on his knowledge of us, based on our knowledge of a person, not based on how we want them to be, but based on our knowledge of them, be discerning, sensitive, be aware of that, pay attention how this person is and love them from that position of who they are. See, they can't be me. I can't make them me. See, and that's where our problem comes in. Oftentimes when we try and love people, we want them to be the way we want them to be. That's not so, and that's not love, praise God. So based on the scripture, we need to learn how to love them based on the knowledge and the discernment of who they are, just like God does us, because he's realistic in his wisdom concerning us. We left off last week in Colossians, the third chapter. Let's go there. That was just a recap. And as I said, we need to personalize the word of God to our souls, our lives, praise God, in order for us to change and and be healed and, and restored in our souls and learn how to love, praise God. It reads, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. And as I said last week, there was a lack of mercy in our household. Let me say this, too, because it bears repeating. My parents learned from their parents. Love is a learned behavior, and people cannot learn, I mean, excuse Excuse me. People cannot do beyond what they learn. They learn what they see, hear, and experience. And that's how they learn to love. That's all they had to go on. Likewise, myself. Praise God. So there was a lack of mercy there. And let's look at this word meekness. Meekness means strength under control. Meekness, for an example, I do know that meekness also means without resistance and disputing when it comes to God and receiving what he says in his word with meekness, um, just trusting him and, and doing it. But meekness in this sense also means I could tell you off, but I'm not. I could, 
and I wouldn't do this to a person, but I'm just giving this as an example. I could break you down because I know your weaknesses. I know what would hurt you, but I'm not going to do that. Meekness doesn't do that. See, meekness can say something, and it's not even about negativity all the time. It could just be something that we may want to say, but don't, we don't need to say that, especially in the wrong spirit. We just don't need to say everything that comes to our mind to say, just because we can. Just because we can do a thing doesn't mean we should do a thing. Meekness is strength under control, praise God. And that word long-suffering, it means patient waiting. Patient waiting, like the long-suffering of God. He waits patiently. It can seem like forever in some things. <laughs> praise God, thank you. And a patient temperament. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is what it means. And as I read this, I take each one of these words and I think on what that means and what that looks like for me to demonstrate that towards other people. And as I said last week, I love it. I love it. I love this way better than the way that I learned as I was growing up. It goes on to say in verse 13, bearing with one another, meaning be patient with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint or a quarrel against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Verse 14, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And as I said last week, love is a fruit of the Spirit and it is the foundation of which all the other fruit are built upon. So if we do this and put on love, this is the bond of perfection. And all these things that I named prior to that will manifest themselves if we operate out of love. Praise God. Let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Starting at verse 30, <clears throat> it reads, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Now we know what anger looks like. We know what wrath looks like. And some of us have even dealt with bitterness. And one of the things the Lord showed me is that bitterness comes from unresolved anger and hurt that has been seething and boiling over time, just seething and sitting in our heart, in our soul over time, and it turns into bitterness. Clamor, which is loud quarreling. Have you ever been in a household where there was loud quarreling all the time? Clamor. It says, let us put away all these things. Put it away from you with all malice. Put all this away. And it says, be kind to one another tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you, or for Christ's sake, forgave you. Amen? Praise God. And, you know, um, I may have shared this in times past, this word here, tender-hearted, that's something that the Lord had to deal with me about too, because um, he showed me that if a person does not use their innate or inborn power that was given them by God, is, which it is given by God, if a person isn't able to exercise that in order to protect themselves, and most likely children aren't able to protect themselves from adults, isn't that right? What can happen in some cases, is, instead of being tenderhearted, if we cannot protect ourselves, sometimes our heart can become hard, and we can become hard-hearted as a way of protection. But when we come to Christ, the Lord wants to tenderize our heart, and he does that by teaching us how to trust him and 
giving us back or restoring that power that he gave us in the beginning and teaches us how to use it aright. And in doing so, and learning how to trust him and knowing that he has us, he is our protector, we learn how to go and yield over to the Lord and become tender-hearted, loving, kind, praise God, and extending forgiveness, as it said in the word of God. Praise God. There is so much to this. I want to say, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned in James about how being a doer of the word and not just a hearer only will save our souls. What the Lord taught me and what I have experienced based on James 1 verse 21, I think I'll read it. It reads, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, or in the King James says, naughtiness of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted or engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Now, it's been my experience when I do put aside all these old behaviors regarding love and these old attitudes and ways of thinking and just do what the word says, even if I don't feel like it or understand it, even if I don't agree with what I'm reading, it does bring about a healing. I, I have been experiencing healing and restoration of my soul since I've been doing this. And I didn't just start, but I'm just, I'm just giving you an example, a true life example. It has brought about healing and deliverance of my soul. I do also experience what the saving of my soul means in regard to deliverance, protection, healing, and preservation from danger and suffering, and giving me soundness. I experience all that now with the Lord since I've become a doer of the Word of God. And even though it seems backwards, and you do know that uh, God does not think like us, His ways are not our ways, neither are His thoughts our thoughts, His ways are higher than our thoughts. Even though it seems backwards, it works. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It works. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, it's about that time. I do thank you for joining me. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B, and until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purposed for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Revelation 22:17 says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let those that hear say, Come, and let them that are athirst come. They that will, let them take the water of life freely. If you would like to contact or be a blessing to the ministry, Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.